0: Hello and welcome to the Rooted in the Really Real podcast. Get ready to go on a journey of knowledge, growth, healing, and prayer rooted in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, let's dive in. We are back with a new episode and we are doing something different today. We're doing something different because we are right now in the midst of this rather lengthy series on virtue. We've had quite a few episodes and we have a few more planned out still about virtue, uh, specifically right now using Romano Gordini's book, Learning the Virtues that Lead You to God. But rather than continue with that right now, we wanted to have a brief interlude, brief pause, because recently, Father Steve, you gave a talk to the Moms Group at our parish um, during Lent, and it resonated with a lot of people. It was really good. It has... Started like a bit of a discussion, and I think some people, some people were asking me if the, the talk was recorded, and it was not. And it just got me thinking. Maybe we could kind of like have a little discussion about what you talked about, about motherhood, about kind of sanctifying the ordinariness of motherhood and the mundane and the day to day. Just kind of see what happens happens in that before we proceed with virtue. Yeah,
1: and I'm, it's really exciting just to be able to talk about it. I do have a deep love uh, for for marriage and family. It really is at the center of my vocation to priesthood. Was living my vocation really for the sake of marriage and family, and the sanctification of, of of all those holy vocations um, and their their children. And so I was really excited when I was asked to give that talk at Peter and Paul, and and just excited to give um, to give to share with the with everyone those thoughts today. And so I, where I want to begin. Is really in Genesis where we see that when God created Adam and Eve, he, the very first thing He does is He creates them to be co-workers with Him in in, in the garden. He creates them to to participate in this beautiful work uh, of of creation, uh, and they really are co-creators with God. And in truth, every parent is a co-creator, and they give life and and they share the gift of faith with their children. And the Lord invites them to this profound responsibility, but also this profound gift. And this is, I just think, an important thing for us to to realize is that from the very beginning, the gift of of marital love and the gift of family is really the gift that God gave to Adam and Eve, and and that it continues to give uh, to all of us today, even though there is the fault. But In the fall, we we see that there's this profound disordering that takes place, and it breaks down all these essential relationships, right? Very... First of all, with our creator, and then with our our neighbor. So you see how Adam and Eve begin to blame each other uh, for not being there or for for the fruit, and and then you see also within the context of of nature where they're they're cast out of the garden, and so they no longer really have the authority that they were given in the beginning over over creation, and so it creates this this challenge that's there. And then lastly, though, it's the one that's that's most challenging to see is the one that happens internally. And that I think is is where a lot of the enemy works in the lives of both mothers and fathers is in in the in the whisperings of the lies that he he whispers over them. And so in Genesis 2 and 3, right, we recognize that that man and woman are created good and they're created in the image and likeness of God and and this is so important because they they are sons and daughters of the most high. They are God's God's creation and his creatures, and the Father loves all of his creatures. And so for all of us, that's really important. When we talk about sanctifying the ordinary and attaining holiness in motherhood, it begins by, first of all, just recognizing this really important truth that that God himself has created each one of us with purpose and meaning, and that he, he loves each one of us, and we were created for him and with his intention to be with him. And so, this really is—is I think the very first thing the place we want to start is just to remember that, and and to recognize that the disorder that takes place because of the fall really allows us to be distracted from the most important things and to focus on the lesser things. And I don't know about moms, I do know right because they share, but just the frustration that comes uh, when that happens when we struggle with the lesser things, and and the challenge that comes from really reuniting. Uh, uh, And the challenge that comes from uniting ourselves to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit in the present moment, it takes a tremendous amount of work to be present in the moment. And what what Adam and Eve are asked to do is they're asked to sanctify the moment, and the same responsibility is handed down to us. And this is really how the saints give us witness to… To their holiness is they take each moment and they sanctify the moment. They allow God to permeate the presence of God to permeate each instance of their life, and this is this is a challenge for all of us, um, because the world doesn't teach us that. The world teaches us something very different, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But but that's really the place I think that there's a lot to to touch on. So the other thing that happens with this disordering is that our relationships begin to take on a sense of obligation rather than a sense of gift. And what that does is it, it makes us almost feel – it makes us feel as though we're responsible for the relationships rather than to the people in the relationships. And, and this is an important distinction, right? Because if I'm responsible for something or someone, then whatever somebody does or says reflects right back on me. If I'm responsible to someone, then what I say, then what I, what I'm obliged to do is to give them what they need to be able to make a good choice, a, a right and virtuous choice. But if I'm responsible for them, then whatever choice they make is a is a direct reflection on me, and in some way it, it speaks to my own goodness. and And this is something that gets disordered uh, in, in, when this with the fall of Adam and Eve.
0: All of that is like a lot of. Of stuff I feel like you know like I, I resonate with like a lot of different points and you're showing a lot in Genesis and I think it's just laying a good foundation for kind of just what what I talk about sometimes with other moms or what you wanted to say in this talk that you gave where it's big picture when you you referenced like as a result of the fall it's hard for us to be present and just like be in in it you know like obviously that's a very true point that we can apply to anyone in anyone's vocation but it's just like taking that into motherhood understanding that that so often i'm talking to moms and it's like we forget that the mundane the very ordinary to us routine of life is this opportunity for grace like is this big big area of our life where we can receive grace and we can say yes to the lord and so it's like yeah there's all this stuff as a result of the fall and like I know there's more that obviously you're getting into of like what what to do next and like what, what we should be doing, but it's just everything you're saying is just making me be like, oh yeah, like it can be so hard, you know, like we can be in it, in our vocation, really whatever it is. And it can be so difficult because we lose sight of what we're made for and how the Lord really has created us, which goes back to everything, right? It goes back to identity. It goes back to story. It goes back to everything that we talk about all the time, but it's just like, yeah, we're made for more. And I think just as i'm listening to you speak but also just like as as listeners are are listening right now it's like yeah you might feel so lost in like the ordinary routine of life but that the lord every day anew like is is giving us more and more
1: and that's the beauty of it and i think i think it's important that we take stock right of life and just to recognize like if we look at life, like what are the major things that we experience on a on a day to day or week to week or month to month basis? And it shifts with the different seasons of life depending on how old your kids are or how old your parents are, really. And, and but I think we can say that, you know, as a parent, um, we have late nights and early mornings, our our kids don't cooperate with us, or even with our plans, and the frustration that comes with that. There's the issues of weather and travel and illness that that may impede on our expectations of what we think should happen, or what how we think things should be done, or or how we think that people should handle it. Um, I know that when I get sick, it's one of those things where it's like I feel as though I'm failing miserably because I'm not doing stuff, and I can tell you that that's really a challenge for me, right and just because of how there's a, there's a deep lie in that, of course, right? Because if, if I'm sick, this is where I need to be, and the Lord wants to meet me in illness. But when it does happen, there's I have to wrestle with this sense of failure that comes about because I cannot be as active or as present or, or even do as much as I would hope. And then we have imperfection in the messes of life. I think that this is really important, too, because you know, so often we, we live in this world where everything appears picturesque and everything you know everything has to look a certain way and and we can take pictures that that blur out the messes that might be there in some in some ways and so that people just see like this idealic sense but i think the the place that is most important for us to acknowledge is that we've learned from society to try and escape the present by focusing on what comes next to value time and events rather than people and interactions and that the next things keep pushing us forward, which prevent us from being present to right now. I think this is actually probably the biggest place that I struggle with in my own life as being a, a father to seminarians and discerners and and a priest, is that I can be so focused on the next thing that I miss sight and I lose sight of what's happening right now. But I could be so focused on getting something done that I actually miss what the experience is of doing it with someone or being present to God, in the moment.
0: Obviously, that's such a like thing in motherhood, right? Especially when you have little kids or school age kids, where you're just always going to the next thing. You know, like there's doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and play groups and preschool, school drop off and pickups and going to the playground and like soccer practice and all these things. You're just like always going like one thing to the next, even when You don't have all those like appointments to get to and things. It's like, okay, I just fed the baby. The baby has to like, you know, be fed again in in two hours and the baby has to nap in one hour and and my husband's gonna be home from work at this time. And you're always thinking about like the next thing throughout your day that it's so, 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 so easy if you're not present to the Lord and and grounded and, and you have a good centering on, on where the Lord is and where you are and a good understanding of your identity. If if you're not in that place, it's so easy to just get like caught up in it all and get lost. And it's like, I am not present. I am just trying to plow through this day because there are 400 things going on. And I'm just trying to do my best to fit prayer into it or to do a good job at something. But it's like, I just, my kids need me. And and someone has to make dinner and someone has to go to the store. And, you know, like, it's just... It's so hard. We live in such a busy culture and there's always stuff going on. It's like often when I reflect on what's going on in my life, it's like, I don't necessarily need to be doing a whole lot less. It's, it's more like I need to have that peace, you know, and have that trust in the Lord and he can carry me through all the stuff. But like, if I'm, if I don't have that peace and I'm not present to him and I'm not giving him my day, then yeah, it's just, it's chaotic.
1: And I, and I think it's just just like a yeah, because it's it's reality, and we look at the world of how fast pace everything is, um, and so it's it's learning how to slow down. And so really, the, the question is, well, what are we to do? What are we to do given the fall and the and the and the disordering of relationships that makes it make it harder for us to be responsible to people uh, rather than for them, and and this 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 momentum that's behind us that keeps pushing us forward, how do we how do we begin to stop or stand against the, these two different inertias? So what I think it's so important is that we remember two truths. The very first truth is that God really desires our holiness and that he gives us the grace at every moment to grow in relationship with him and, and sanctify the moment. The second is his awareness of what happens in our own lives and our homes. He is not unaware of the difficulties and the struggles and the joys and the hopes and the sorrows and the desires that you have. And this is really important for all of us. Like He is not unaware of these, because I think sometimes we, we can experience this sense of, of where is God in the midst of all of the chaos going on in our lives? And the truth is, is that he's right there in the middle of it. Even if we don't experience him in a tangible way, he's right there. And we have to remember these truths, because what these truths allow us to do is to listen in a, a new way. To the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. I hear this and I think to myself, gosh, like this is, this is what every mother needs to say to herself every single day. Right? the Lord gets it. He gets how much there is labor and how much of a burden that is there, and that only He can give us rest. And only He is the one who is able to really teach us how to live in the present moment so that we can allow Him to help us accomplish and to carry us through the challenges and the difficulties that arise in these moments, in these messes and imperfections, and to help us stand against the the inertia the momentum that wants to have us move from event to event and to keep us present.
0: And just, when you say that, a lot of times, maybe this is just a me thing, or maybe this resonates with other people, but like you say, you know, God offers us like the, all the graces we need in the moment, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like I apply that to an ideal, you know, of like, yeah, uh, God is always giving us grace, sure, like, you know, sounds great, but like, Sometimes it takes me a while to actually absorb, like, what does that mean practically? You know, and I know you want to get into some steps and stuff, but, but like, I just think it's important to reiterate that that first point you make about how he's always offering us the graces that we need in the moment, because I think reflecting specifically on my motherhood, what that means, is that, like, he, yeah, he's he is present. He's not abandoning me. It's not like I need to just get all my stuff done and then I can go to the chapel and pray and then the lord's present with me like he's offering me the graces that i need when i'm trying just to get some dishes done and my baby is crying and pulling on my leg and wants me to pick her up and i'm getting frustrated because i can't get anything done all day and i'm like not not paying attention to the lord and all this stuff like he's there he's waiting right he's waiting for me to turn to him he's offering me everything that i need in that moment like that's not that's not something that's, like, too ordinary for the Lord, right? Like, he he offers us all the graces we need to respond in every moment. Like, when I'm running late somewhere and I'm, I'm getting anxious or a kid forgot their shoes or, like, everything just seems so chaotic and I have no diapers in the diaper bag. And, like, I'm just, like, oh, like, I'm tempted to be, like, we just need to go home and I can't do this. And, like, it's all just, like, whatever. And, like, I'm doing it all by myself and relying on myself. It's, like, well, hold on. Like, the Lord is present. I I can't lose my peace here. Like I need to respond to the graces that he's offering me in those moments. And I think it's also important to remember that like, he gives us those graces. He offers us grace in the moment that we need them. He doesn't give us tomorrow's graces today, right? So it's like in motherhood, there is that, as in all vocations, but just like specifically as I'm reflecting on it in my own motherhood, it's like he offers us those graces in the present moment when we need them. So it's just so important to try to be present and, and acknowledge his presence. And what
1: helps us to do that is to take stock of where we are right now. Even if that's just pausing and breathing for the length of about an Our Father, and just noticing, like, Jesus, I'm exhausted. Jesus, I, I, I'm I stressed beyond belief. Jesus, I'm overwhelmed and powerless right now to do anything. Jesus, like, I, I my kids are, are just driving me crazy. And, and just being honest with the Lord about it without any judgment, right? This is really important, because when we're, we're acknowledging something to God, there does not need to be any judgment uh, about whether this is good or bad, or we should or shouldn't feel this way, or being or experiencing what we're experiencing. It's simply giving the permission to name what it is we're experiencing and sharing that with God because what that does is it actually slows down all the momentum. It begins to 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 allow us to receive grace then in whatever is going on in our lives. And it prevents us from looking at those around us. It prevents us from from judging other people or judging ourselves in comparison to other people. It's just saying like, "Lord, here's where I am. Here's what's going on in me right now." And in in doing that, it pulls me out of the hustle and bustle and invites me to be present to the moment, to look at those who are in front of me, or or around me, and to be still, asking for the grace to encounter them, uh, where they are. And this is this is hard, right? This is something that we learn in time, but it happens as we just as we take that moment to pause. And I, I would encourage everyone to at least a couple of times a day, to pause and just. For the length of about in our father, and just ask the question, Lord, Lord, how do you see me? How am I doing right now? Lord, what's going on in my heart that I I, I am so busy that I haven't even given myself permission to acknowledge? Because this is really the the essential step is, is becoming aware of what I'm experiencing and being able to acknowledge it. And as I become aware and as I acknowledge it, now it creates space for grace to meet me because my heart is open to receive. I can't I can't receive the grace that God offers if there isn't an openness of my heart. And that requires of me an honesty and an awareness of where I am at right now. The challenge is, is that the enemy wants us to judge it. Like the enemy wants us to judge where we are. And we have to be careful, right? Because because what Pinterest and what what Instagram put forward as motherhood are are oftentimes these idyllic, such situations and settings, or these perfect moments that are captured, they're not the reality of motherhood, which is which is pretty much chaotic, uh, with moments of uh, of peace and semblance of order, right? But that they're not the reality of it, and and we should never really compare ourselves to other mothers or other families. Because each one has unique children, and each unique child needs unique things. And so there's no family that's, that's the perfect family. There's no family that, that we want to hold up as, in a sense, in the sense the model, except for the family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Because what that allows us is a great freedom to say, "Oh, like this family does this really well." And we, maybe we could try bringing that into our home, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that we failed, it just means that this doesn't work for our home. And that allows us a tremendous amount of freedom, because it cuts out the comparison and the judgment. The other thing that's really important is to make sure that, is to be attentive to that lie that I'm responsible for my children's salvation, I'm responsible for my how my children turn out, and to recognize that I'm responsible to them, to give them, to share the faith with them, to invite them to the encounters with God, but I'm not responsible for how they respond to the invitations that are made so
0: it's a, it's a lot of stuff that i think just gives opportunity for us to reflect on where are the lies and the fears and stuff right because you talk about comparison and i think something that women like that mothers experience a lot is like the the ref, everything's a reflection of me right so it's like oh like i'm with other moms and my kids are acting up it's like oh that's a reflection of how poorly i parent them you know, or how, like, poorly I'm raising them. And, oh, my house is a mess? It's a reflection of how I can't get my act together, you know, and I can't just get stuff done. And, like, everything's just, like, is wrapped up in our identity. Mm. You know, like, when you're talking about comparison and stuff there, I, I think we can keep that and whatever. But it's just, like, um, when you talk about comparison and all that stuff there, I think it might just be – I think we just want to hit some main points here so we don't want to necessarily go into, like, 12 more episodes on this. But there, there is space and time for that almost where – I just want to encourage people to try to acknowledge like sit with the lord and acknowledge those areas of the lies in our identity and our motherhood of as, as as being this thing of being responsible for other people and and compa- comparing ourselves to everyone else and trying to be like oh like I'm such a mess but all these other moms have it together. It's like everybody's kind of in the same boat there just struggling but but also doing our best to to give it to the lord and being okay in the struggle. And it brings peace and we can respond to that grace of just everything's unexpected and a lot of times as a mom you don't you wake up in the morning and you don't know what your day's going to be like you don't you can't like predict that your kids are going to get sick in a certain way or that that a kid's not going to nap or that you know whatever happens it's like there has to be this surrender to what we think it should look like
1: no i think that's absolutely right i think it's a really important point is that the comparison really is to- it's toxic for all of us but i think in a particular way as you said ashley just with identity and and seeing it seeing how your kids are are acting as a reflection on who you are or your your motherhood is really important because one of the things is to remember is how does God see me in the moment, right? So if you ever feel that way, I want to encourage the moms just, well, Lord, how did you see me in that moment? Because there's often a gentleness and a tenderness from God in that moment that he wants to make sure that we're always aware of.
0: I'm thinking now that there is... I feel like that that was a good layout of, like, certain main points, but now there is kind of space for maybe a few more episodes on on something here, you know, of praying and motherhood. And yeah. I know we've talked about story and identity, but there is something else here that I think maybe we should flesh out maybe in a couple episodes. We'll right. see. We'll see what happens. That sounds good. That sounds good. But maybe, maybe that's where we leave it today. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's good. I think there's a lot here. I think that I have to go back and even sit within priesthood uh, we've talked about today. So Nice. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, just, let's just turn ourselves and open our hearts to receive from the Lord. Almighty God and Father, we just ask that you would bless all the fathers and mothers uh, and sons and daughters of yours that are listening, that they would receive the graces they most need this day, and that they would know in the depths of their hearts the truth that they are good and that you delight in them. And may every grace and blessing come upon them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow our Facebook page, Rooted in the Really Real Podcast, and Ashley Pultorik on Instagram for episode information and more. God bless.